episode 14. It's Fossil. And it's Fawn. How the hell are you? Are you asking me or are you asking them? Everybody. Oh. I think we'll, we'll go with a collective fine. Oh, all right. Yeah. Collective. As in the universal collective? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm speaking for everyone. As one does. Mm-hmm. There are some people who are great. There are some people who are down tremendous. So we'll just go with a good fine. All right, Spawn. I've been the one that's been lately bringing up everything. So I think it's time for you to step forward into the limelight. I think, okay. yeah, 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 come on, bring it now. You've been, you know, you've been feeling, you're starting to feel better now. So I think it's time for you to start with some topics. Mm-hmm. Last episode was like all me, bro. Don't act like you carried the whole thing. <laughs> no, I carried that shit. I had the team on my back in the last episode. But <laughs> she just got so Episode 14, she finally does something. <laughs> it was 13, actually, and you would know that if you were paying attention. I was, oh my god. I've, like, just started feeling better, so I really haven't done anything muchly yet. However, when I was sick, I started getting back into bad reality television. Oh gosh. Okay. Now, if you don't know me, um, you would not know that I love... To watch things like Love Island, uh, Big Brother, Big Brother, I'm a Big Brother stan. Um, I used to dabble in The Bachelorette, The Bachelor franchise. Um, I've moved away from that. I think it's kind of cringy now. Um, and recently I started watching Survivor. Now I have never... The news? <laughs> really? Yeah, the news. That was true. Survivor. Yeah. We're all on a game of Survivor here, bitches. (laughs) True. Very true. Um, But yeah, so I started watching that, like a lot of the older seasons. I just thought it would be fun to do um, while I would just sit there all day. So with this, there's this one girl on one of the seasons who was like really devoted to God. Okay. Now we're going to get into some sketchy territory here. So uh, buckle up, I guess. But she was really devoted to God. And it was almost to a point where it really worked against her because everyone was so fed up with that. It was her entire personality. It was the only thing she talked about. She made it like really intense, really up in people's faces. And she was like, I'm not like super religious, but she was like quite literally like a Christian talk show radio host. You know what I mean? And I was like, oh, you're not super religious? Really? They had this thing where it was like a welcome ceremony. Um, and it was in China and she literally left because she said it sounded too. The show had, yes, the show had a ceremony where they were welcoming the contestants to China and she literally left because she thought it sounded too much like a prayer and like she was cheating on her God. That is an identity problem all the way from your head to your feet. Right. And so, you know, at first I was like, okay. You know, she's just really religious, whatever, like not rocking it. But then that's not healthy, though. But then it got to a point where it was like her everything she talked about. It was like, God, 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 God. And I was like, I would not be able to stand this girl. That it made me more aware of people who are very spiritual, very into God. There's a difference between spirituality. No, I I agree with you. And religious. However, I think they're the same. I don't want to say that one's okay and one's not because I think there are those people, even you sometimes in the beginning where I was like, you need to chill out. Allow me. Yeah. There is a difference between religion, the words to me, religion and spiritual. But I'm saying whether you are spiritual or are religious, you can overdo both of them. 
To me, spiritual means you are tolerant of all beliefs. Okay. Religious means you have one that you study and that's it. That is my definition. Okay, that's it. I, I like when, that. I don't think that there you can overdo spirituality because spirituality to me is all-encompassing everyone into mm. the into one beautiful ball of love, if you will. No, I like that. That's good. And so I, I do... I do push back if you're going to say you can be overly spiritual because how can you be overly tolerant of someone else? Okay, then then I think you... But I feel like when you say religion, it's like an organized religion sort of thing. But I think what you do isn't necessarily a religion. Right, but because I do there's too many religions involved. I do think there are some people in like what you practice that like way too much hyper focus on it make it their entire personality i'm like girl you need to chill out with that okay not saying everyone and i think there are a lot of great things about religion however you know absolutely you you just see those people where you're like that's a little too much my guy so anyways it made me more aware Mm -hmm. of of people like that and so i was on instagram the other day and i forget i forget the scenario but i was looking up like an influencer or something And their bio literally just said, God. (laughs) Their bio, the thing where you put your name and like a few pieces of information about you, just said, God. They learned three letters. I was like, okay. And then, and all the dyslexics said dogs. (laughs) Honestly, for a second, I was like, hold on. They just really like dogs. They really like dog. Um, anyways, but... I think it really threw me off guard because I was like, you're making that your entire personality. Like, God is apparently who you are, according to your social media. Or, I think the Bible verses can go either way. I think you can overdo them. I think, you know, if you want to, if you want one Bible verse that you, like, really stand by, like, sure, rock it, awesome. But then, you know, I hope to also see, like, that you go to college underneath or something. You know what I'm saying in the bios where it's Mm -hmm. like, you have your name, mm-hmm. and you might have your Bible verse, and it's mm-hmm. like soccer heart or something. I don't know. <laughs> like, a little bit more about you than just that. Um, maybe no bio. No bio is cool too. Um, but just the people who really, like the God really got me. I don't know why. I was like rolling about it for like five minutes. Just God. And I was like, okay, I know everything I need to know about you now. (laughs) But that's a false assumption as well. Were they calling themselves God? No. Were they just arrogant? No, no, no. Are they claiming to be intolerant of anything else? What are they calling God? If somebody says it's universe, are they they just going to be in your face? You're wrong! I mean, what kind of person are we dealing with? You can't make an assumption based on one word. Uh, According to their pictures... Um, we can deduce that oh. they are a... What? Why pictures? It's Instagram. Okay, but what was the pictures like? Them preaching about God. Oh, all right. Not all the time. Like, if you're... It, it might have been a YouTuber or someone or, like, someone on, like, a reality TV show. I don't remember. It wasn't the one I was talking about from Survivor. But, you know, being like, God gave me this life. It's such a beautiful life. And it that's great. true. Beautiful. Awesome. And then the next post, it's like, God has put me here on this earth to serve him, you know? And you're like, girl, something else. Show me a cappuccino. Like, anything at this point. That's a also a defense mechanism in a way. Most people 
when they hit rock bottom, they're looking for a lifeline. Mm -hmm. And if you look for God, that's great, but you need to be able to make choices and things as a mature individual and not rely on anything else. Even in spirituality, it's about your intentions, your intentions to make choices. So I don't care what you believe in. If you got to kill someone, if you've got to destroy other people, you're, you're doing your religion, your spirituality poorly. Mm-hmm. That's my strong opinion. I, that is just intolerance and lack of love. I don't even want to be around it. Yeah. But if you want to share with me your religion, I don't care what you do as long as it's based in love and acceptance of other people trying to understand other people. Bring it. Tell me. No, I agree with you. I think it's just for me, I was really thrown off because I was so hyper aware of the fact that there were a lot of influencers, influencers who were making that their entire personality. And I was like, I don't know anything about you other than the fact that you worship God. And I have friends who are really religious, but it's not everything we talk about. It's not the only thing we talk about. And and again, could it have been that this TV show just made this specific contestant look like that? Yes, it's very possible. But from the way that they, the other contestants were talking about her as well, I have a feeling they also felt that way, where it was like, it's a little too much. Um, yeah. Well, it's I, just like having the friend that doesn't want to talk about anything but sports. Or dogs, or art, or anything. Or anything. Yeah. Right. The, the one topic wonder. But by one topic, um, if that one topic is God, what, I mean, if you're trying to force your viewpoint to make yourself feel more important by telling other people how to live, then forget it. I mean, it's not going to work, but nobody's going to pay attention anyway. But if you truly believe your religion is working for you and you believe with all your heart that what you've been taught to believe is real and it, and it helps you and it makes you feel safe and you feel better. I don't care if you're meditating or if you pray or if you sit on the floor and whatever your ritual is. If it works for you, it works for you. Again, like I don't want to hate on religion because that's not no. what I'm trying to do. No, and there is a there's a place for religion. Uh, absolutely. It was just one of those things where if you have to make anything your entire personality, then that's an issue. Absolutely. And don't make yourself feel more important by telling somebody else unsolicited what to do. When I think of groups, youth groups going to other countries to air quote, save a group of people. Stop. Yeah. Right away. Stop. They didn't want you. Who are you to think, you know, better for someone else. Mm -hmm. You don't know their path. You don't know their life unless they come to you. That's the beauty of having all of the things that we have. With podcasting and YouTube, we have platforms that we can make. Um, all the social media sites, you can say what you want to say. And people who want to, are drawn to you, um, they come on their own. Mm-hmm. You know, And you can talk. And I just think it is, in that sense, a beautiful world we live in. Absolutely. As long as you don't get trapped in a bubble to think you know everything. Because I don't know everything. You don't know everything. No one knows everything. Yeah. Even the high, you know, highest people in the Catholic Church don't know everything. The Pope would say, uh, I don't know. They certainly don't know everything. Let me tell you <laughs> no, that. We, hey, we've got a really cool Pope. No, we do I don't right know now. if you're yeah, following yeah, yeah. No, anything. He's, he's pretty baller. I'm but... not a Catholic, but I think that Pope is pretty cool. 
That's pretty Coke that Pope. Coke is pretty pool. <laughs> That's me stronking again. I love Coke. Um, I said Cope. Oh, it's pretty, shit. It's pretty <laughs> pool. Cope. Cope if I'm stronking, what are you? <laughs> I, I don't know. Just an idiot. Mm, Going more into spiritual things. <laughs> it's kind of funny. We were like talking about God and I were like, okay, now to mom's expertise. <laughs> I am not an expert of anything. No, but this is more like your your realm of things. What? Like wondering about the world and what's real and what's not? Yeah, but I mean, you know, more of just like... Questioning. Questioning what I'm told mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and looking for my own answers. Sure. All right. We'll go with that. It makes right. you happy. It does. Okay. So I'm not a lemming. Great. I'm so glad we have that cleared now. No, I have under- questions. That's my life. That's my life is just me going, I have questions. Okay. Everyone understands mom is not a lemming. Are we all good on that? Great. So <laughs> now <laughs> I was watching a TikTok video of this guy where he was talking about how um, it always really hurts him when he can feel like a soul tie to someone that he's no longer in contact with anymore. Meaning like his ex-girlfriend broke up with him and now whenever she's in trouble or feels pain, he feels it, but there's not really anything he can do about it because they're not in a relationship anymore. And so how it like kills him, right? So that caused me to question, can you break a soul tie? Also, what even are soul ties? How do you get a soul tie? I don't really know any of that stuff. And for him, like, if it's that devastating to him, how, how would someone break it that no longer wants to feel that? Let's precursor all of this with we're going to make the assumption that we all believe that these ties exist mm-hmm. because in this, scenario. in this scenario. Right. Okay. Those who don't, feel free to fast forward. I mean, this is probably going to be the rest of the episode. So well, maybe just start this one out. <laughs> just Bear with us for a second, shall we? I think, my personal opinion, obviously there are things that we just will never, ever, ever know and be able to prove or disprove, but Mm -hmm. there's a lot of magical things that happen in this world, a lot of beautiful things that happen that we just don't have any scientific evidence of. Love. You cannot prove love. You can prove heart acceleration, blah, 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 but you can't prove someone's dedication to another person. You just can't physically... Do that. Right. When someone is attached to someone, you've fallen in love, I live under the assumption that some of us have recycled back here. Our lives, we have come back into a physical body. We're spiritual beings who are using this physical body. Spiritual. And at some point in the cycles of these lives that we've had in the past, we have been with other people before. I believe that to be true. Whether okay. it's wrong, I will admit, I don't know. I could be crazy. I admit that. Mm-hmm. But I love the idea that we've been with people before. That is the people that you just feel naturally comfortable with and connected to. Those Upon are our soul families. Mm-hmm. In these soul families, we have soul ties. Sometimes those soul ties are with people who are on another path and they don't stay in our life forever. It doesn't mean you don't stop feeling for them. You love them. I too have people in my life that are not in my life that I still love. It, you, I have questions. Okay. 
So first of all, can you create a soul tie with someone? I don't believe you can create one. I think it's you there think it's or there isn't. It isn't. Okay. I, yes, I think it's something we don't control. Okay, so you think it's from reincarnation. They're part of your mm-hmm. soul family. I do. And uh, that's my... And that soul family, you have soul ties to people. It makes sense to me. Okay. Okay, no, no, no. I just, I don't know. That's so what makes I'm sense asking. to me. Because to me, there is something called unconditional love. And right. that to me is more than just being tolerant of other people. But it's when that person choose, does not choose you. You're dating someone. You've been with someone. You have a life together for a while. And one of you says, I cannot be in this relationship. It's more than just hurts. You have lost a piece of you. It feels like um, the other... You don't stop for the rest of your life. You still love them. You will always care about them. And you feel them in your heart. You feel them in your body. You, you, you just know that they're still there. And you want the best for them. Because that's the difference. This isn't about revenge. That's ego. Mm-hmm. When we still care and say, I am not with that person, but I will always love and hope that they do well. Okay, that to me is unconditional love, and that is a soul tie. I don't think we choose who we have that with. Mm-hmm. I believe you can break that, but it is not easy because, again, all of psychology will tell you, you need to be in control of your emotions. No one's responsible for you. There's an actual ritual that you can do that will cut that imaginary cord, that unseen cord. However... I cannot tell you or prove, and I will not stand and say, I 100% know, I don't know, I have done it. And to me, it could have just been the act of going about it helped me solidify that I needed to break the thought process. Yeah. That could be very easily explained. However, yes, I still, even after my imaginary cord cutting ceremony, still care about that other person and want the best for them. I just mean more so where, because this guy was literally describing pain from feeling this other person's energy, right? Mm -hmm. And again, I'm not in his body, so I don't really know what that means, but... I guess we, we've had those experiences with each other, though, even though it's not like a, right. a relationship. We have. A I, know, relationship. I know other people who have these types of things, too. They're unexplainable. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the thing that happened with us. The thing that happened with Emily and I, I know I've spoken about it on my YouTube channel. I have not spoken about it here. It was an act of claircognizance. I had an overwhelming feeling, and I knew I had to act on it. I had gone out shopping with a friend of mine who was visiting from out of the country. We were out shopping all day. We were driving home and I said, overwhelming. My heart was pounding. I'm like, I got to go stop by and see Emily at school. And it was the end of the day. She could have already been home, but I just, Mm -mm. I, I, you knew I was at track practice. You were at track practice, but you, you know, anything could have happened though. But I just had this overwhelming feeling. And I said to my friend, we're going to stop by school. Something's wrong. She goes, how do you know? And I said, I I just feel it. Mm -hmm. I pulled in and the coach came running to me and said, how did you know to come here? Or, you know, what are you doing? And I'm like, he's like, Emily is, I don't know. Did you pass out that day? Something happened. I think I was having a panic attack and then I passed out. Okay. So he came running up to me to tell me that something was wrong. And then I remember you asking me later on, how did you know? And I'm like, I don't know. It was just this overwhelming feeling came over me. I had to get to school. Yeah. I don't think it's unusual and I don't think it makes me special. I think we all have this ability at some point. I just don't think we've in this stage of 
of our humanity have learned how to control it. You and I have always kind of had weird things, though. I think we're just so close in, in the way where... There was something with a clock one time. I forget what happened, but it was like you and I both looked at the clock at like a similar time and like thought something. And then I came home and told you that and you were like, no, the fuck you didn't. No, you did not. And I was like, yes, I did. I think I looked up at the clock and it was a certain time and I went, huh, something about you. And Mm -hmm. I was like, Emily. And then you said, I'm like, no, Mm -hmm. because it was that moment that Mm -hmm. I think we both looked at the clock at the same exact like it was, it was probably but it was a weird time it wasn't it was like you know 112 it mm-hmm, wasn't like 111 exactly. or 1111 it wasn't anything like that it was a very specific moment yeah like 1245 1246 something like that but it happens with me and friends too and it probably happens with you and friends I don't know but I I've been talking to somebody mm-hmm. and I was saying well you know when it's like a blue car and there's a guy drive and they're like why did you just say that And I said, what do you mean? You know, you go through that whole thing. They're like, I just saw a blue car with this guy driving in it. We were talking, whatever. This shit happens all the time. time, We just either choose to blow it off as some coincidence or it happens all the time. And you realize it's not a coincidence. We all have this ability. We just don't bother to use it. Mm -hmm. And I don't think we know how to because I truly believe it happens. You can't tell me after that incident. That was not the only time that happened. No, that that was definitely eye-opening to me because i did not call you it was way too early coach hadn't called me it just happened and and the thing is is it was way too early into practice even for you to even think like oh she might be done it was just an overwhelming feeling came over me and we were having a good time and it just hit me and i'm like we got to get to school i mean good thing it did though because i was like yeah you were in bad shape but to cut the tie, I mean, I'm sure you can Google it and go online. I'm sure it's what you can I did. Google it, bitch. It's what I did, how to cut a tie. Because if you are tired of the pain and you don't want to hurt anymore over this person, I'm saying it could just be a symbolic, nice little symbolism that mm-hmm. helps you move forward like a funeral would do. You know you have to accept it. Maybe, maybe not. If you feel that you would like to cut a cord, yeah, I do believe that it can um, work for you. If you Anything that you believe is going to work is going to work. Yeah. I'm sure that you can find a crystal, too, that if you're clairsentient, if you are very sensitive to energies and vibrations, I'm pretty sure that, that if you believe that you're going to carry a certain color stone with you, that that will work as well. It's what you believe. That's how religion should work, going back to the first topic. That's how religion should work in the first place. It's kind of funny that we're talking about this because this is more like, I guess this would be a religion, right? Is this not a religion? What? The stuff that you study? It's a ritual. No, no, to me, okay, let's go back. To me, studying religion is the ones that have already been set in stone over time. Studying religion is studying Catholicism or studying Judaism, studying, you know, all the variant, all the various ones across the world. Studying spirituality is what is it that you believe and why? That, Mm -hmm. or you could call that psychology too. But I mean, if a bunch of people come together and agree to believe on this one thing, is that not how religions are started? Sure, but that's how anything is started. Mm-hmm. So all of psychiatry came together not out of science, 
but a bunch of men sitting in a room going, what are we going to talk about? How, how are we going to refer to this thing that's happening in this person's mind? Mm-hmm. I set them in the chair and I talked to them extensively and I wrote down my notes and do you concur? And they, I concur. I agree. And that's how psychiatry, there is no scientific evidence of any of it. No, I know. It's, it's people's observations. So same, you know, religion, if it, it's just supposed to give you strength mm-hmm. and hope and safety and comfort you know it's not supposed to be irritating other people you're not supposed to be pissing people off well i mean maybe it just pissed me off because i'm me to be fair <laughs> you know what i mean like it wasn't hurting anyone but i was just like shut up i'm pretty sure that whatever energy spirit whatever you want to call it that god mm-hmm. for the best word that everybody understands is there saying Ah, yes, my children, please come to me with every single thing that you need to ask. As a parent, you don't want your... You know, the worst stage of a a kid's life in a parent is like, why, 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 Mm -hmm. why? And you're like, please be quiet. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Think for yourself. Please learn. If there's anything out there like that, they're asking us to use our minds. Common sense. Common sense isn't the same for everyone, though. Your common sense is not the same as my common sense. You don't think so? No. I don't. Because if that were true, then we wouldn't have as much conflict as we have. Wouldn't that be lack of common sense? No, because isn't common sense a collective? Where it's like, it's common sense to chew with your mouth closed. It's an assumption, isn't it? That's what I'm saying. That would be an assumption. Everyone's common sense is different. That's a very valid point. You know that what one person calls common sense is not necessarily common, common sense, sense, but a behavioral else, yeah. or a taught behavior. You know, it's common sense to use manners at the dinner table, but some people, <laughs> yeah, don't. Okay, you know, yeah, I like that. So it's like, well, then it's not right. It's not. It's not common thing. sense. Yeah. Common sense is don't put your hand in the fire because you'll burn it. Yeah, I guess would common sense really only relate to it's safety, safety things. <laughs> Where it's like actually life or death, but things that are like opinions, you can't have common sense on opinions. Because everybody has a different perspective. Mm-hmm. And that's tolerance and that's what Even I Even cultures call. have a different thing. And people that's... within cultures, people within right. everything. Yeah. You know, Americans' common sense are way different from China's common sense. Yeah. So. Agreed. I don't know how we got on that. But... Well, it kind of, it literally from you talking about soul ties... I mean, you can have a, you can disattach your tie with with your belief system too, you know. I mean, it all morphs together. To me, it's all one topic. It's all one thing, which a lot of people would disagree with, maybe. Mm. But I think it is all one. And the uh, so I mean, is there a soul a soul tie? You'd have to um, appreciate that there's a soul family. Those people that you just get, and then there's another word that a lot of people like to use is um, twin flame. It is a stronger version of a soulmate, but it's chaotic level. A twin flame is the other half of you that's going to challenge you. Mm. So that relationship is going to have a lot of turmoil because they're constantly challenging you and you them. Does that have to be romantic? No. But people want to assume that because everybody wants to think of themselves. I would really be curious what you and I are. I... Bet you we're soul family, a hundred percent. I think we've been. I think we've been through a rotation. But I, because we challenge each other for sure. But I don't know. Like, are we? We're a little too 
close, maybe? Well, there's, there's the relationship dynamic, which yeah. is different from, like, a soulmate or a twin flame. But I think the soulmate and soul family are also very much the same. But a, a, a lot of people want to think of it as a romantic relationship, and I just don't believe that that's so. But that that's just me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as the skeptic in the group, <laughs> I was kind of thinking for the scenario that I was talking about with the guy and like the girl and how he felt all that stuff. Who's to say he's not just clinging on to something and telling himself he feels stuff? You know what I mean? Isn't that just another way of saying it? Yeah. To me, but that's a perfect example of two people saying the same thing and yet making a divisor of divi- a divisor a division based on how you said it and when i the more religions is the, divisor a word? no now, you, now you got me messed but, up you know, i got because... excited for a minute cuz you just put a, you just explained what i've been trying to say about religion a divider a di- <laughs> oh my god I am did talking. we both no no but you know what's sad about that because literally my brain was like what is she <laughs> trying to say that is not correct this is because my brain's going too fast than my mouth can carry it. yeah guys the the divisor the divisor the divider okay, yeah donk, donk. Mm-hmm. yep we're with you now when you look at all the religions there is so many commonalities why is that because they're true Mm-hmm. Right? The things that are true carried in so many religions. But yet, somebody would say, I am rejecting you because you have the label of that belief. And I reject you because you have a label of that belief and you sing songs this way. And yet, you both goddamn said the same thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and what you just said, what difference does it make of how you said it? If he believes that that's the case and he figures out a way to feel better, that's the important part of it. Well, right. But the reason I said that would be that it's not actually a soul tie. There's no need for that label. It's instead just someone fixating on something, on, on a person. Isn't all religion fixating on something though yes isn't all spirituality fixating on something then yes but i'm saying i'm saying that then there's no need for these silly words amen you know that's that's just it's just psychology at that point okay you put a label on it but it's just just, (laughs) see it's just a way of people adapting to what they've been presented Mm -hmm. so why do we get so hung up on your label and my label if we're both saying the the same same thing as long as i'm not trying to kill you why do i care what label you have yeah no you're right why can't I will sit on the floor and I will do my meditation and you want to be over there lighting candles and throwing incense and, and singing your chants and the other person wants to be over there doing ohms. What difference does it make if you're all trying to pull together in a form of love and growth? Mm-hmm. And if somebody wants to say that's all bullcrap, I don't need that. Good for you. Yes. Awesome. As long as we're all growing. Shouldn't matter. The divisor strikes again. The divisor strikes again. Divisor isn't that that thing you put on the top of your head? The divisor? I love how long it took us, though. (laughs) All right, go ahead, pick on me. It's okay. No, I can be perfectly imperfect. I'm making fun of myself, too, for not correcting you right away. (laughs) The fact that it took me 30 seconds to process what you said. (laughs) It took me, it took, yeah, I'm going too fast. Sorry. We're all over the place today. Yeah. We were talking this morning. How did we word it? What is it 
called or is it possible to actually be, if you're believing this, a soulmate if the other person doesn't believe in it? Can you still be a soulmate to someone who doesn't recognize the connection? Okay, yeah, I think that's how you have to put it. Not that they don't believe in soulmates, but if they don't recognize, recognize the, connection the connection with you. With you. So let's say you meet somebody, you start to date them, and one the other person has no interest, but you just think adore them. That that. And I I don't remember what I said. I don't remember how I answered. You asked me the question. And I stopped and I really thought about it because I was so perplexed by that to be honest and I said no I don't think that would mean your soulmates because I think instead that would be more delusion Mm -hmm. and or just attraction to a person Mm -hmm. whereas and I think I said this to you if I see a man on the streets of France and I'm like that's my soulmate Right, mm-hmm. and I create up this fantasy in my head or whatever, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and he has no fucking idea who I am. Or even let's say we go on a date, and he's like, "Nah," you know. Let's say we even date for like two months, something like that, and he's like, "Nah," then he's not my soulmate. I think in the word itself, mates being more than one. Yeah, <laughs> I think you can't use the word soulmate if only one person. One person. I have to. I have to. That was an interesting question, though. To just it was to bring up, but well, because I think a lot of people do that where they're like, "That's my person. That's my person." It's like if that was actually your person, then they would they be your person. It. They, they would have recognized it, right? Absolutely. This actually uh, brings us to another thing that you and I talk about a lot of times. I don't know. If, have we talked about this on here? Right person, wrong time. This this is an interesting thing that you and I kind of clash on. I think where. Um, so we're, we're both in agreement that you cannot be soulmates with someone if the other one doesn't recognize it, um, or doesn't feel that same connection, whether or not they believe in soulmates or whatever. But if they are not connected to you like that, then we both agree. Mm -hmm. However, the, the long debate is right person, wrong time, real. You told me before that you think yes. And I honestly have to say no. And what do you base your opinion on? Thing off of? I feel as if right person, wrong time cannot be possible because then you're assuming that things aren't happening for a reason and also that that person, whoever decided to end it, ended it for... If they actually wanted to be with you, they would be with you. Therefore, that's not a thing. Right person, wrong time. Because then you'll just get back together eventually if it's actually the right person. You know what I mean? You can have a moment of right person, wrong time. I don't think you can have an eternity of right person, wrong time. And I have to disagree. Okay. Because there's so many scenarios. And in my head, I came close to this, where if you've actually grown and matured, and let's say you break up for whatever reason, you're too young, Mm -hmm. and then you go about your ways, and then someone gets married... You're not going to get back together. Doesn't mean that you then weren't right they weren't for the each right other. person. But I believe there's always more than one person that's right for you. That's another good point. 
I don't believe that we're only stuck with one person on. We're not born into this world to love only one person. We're born into this world to dedicate ourselves once we make a choice. Yeah. And I think that's a social construct. Yeah. But I, I love the idea of being with one person making commitment. I mm. love that idea. That I works think for that's you. It works for me. But, you know, I mean, I think there's more than one person you can do that to. There isn't only, you're not, ugh, come on. But then if it was right person, wrong time, but there's multiple right people. Doesn't mean that the situation, the scenario is going to work itself back into your, into your life. Well, but then it wouldn't be wrong time because you'll just find another right person, right time. You just move on to, right. But that doesn't mean that the other person wouldn't have been right if the situation had been open to it. But the situation wasn't <laughs> open to it. But that doesn't mean they weren't right. Here's the scenario I like to use. Yeah. If you go to the mall looking for the coat mm -hmm. and you walk into a store, there's 15 right coats for you. You can only choose one. Mm. Right? Mm -hmm. Once that coat is through, is there not other coats that are right for you? No, you're right. And human You're beings, very right person, wrong time right now. <laughs> <laughs> the amount of people on this planet, there isn't only one person for you. Yeah. It's about you making the choice to allow someone into your life or being open to having a person into your life. And if you want to re-enter that person back into your life, then then everything has to be organized so that they can come into okay, your life. Okay, that's interesting. Now now you have me on board because okay. because right person, wrong time, I think in the scenario I was looking at it from, is people are assuming that you only have one right. If you right, and that is the incorrect fault, and that's the problem because there's multiple rights, and so of course you're gonna have right person, wrong time. Life is like a box of chocolate. No, life, <laughs> life, life is a series of growth or stagnation, whatever. Okay, think mean. of life as seasons. Spring is babyhood and youth, right? You you you, you get it. You get this the, the scenario here. You have clothes for that time you have clothes and then you may or may not have that item that that those pair of socks that still fit that go with you into the next cycle next cycle next cycle if you were lucky you found one thing that was able to grow with you how often does that happen not as often as we like but if you liken it to that that life is a st is stages life is like the seasons if they change then you have to dress appropriately and things you know so you have this coat and this coat fits you in this whole se series and it might last you for bunches of cycles but everything ends and everything someone dies or does not mean there's not another freaking coat for you mm -hmm. but it might be summer and you don't want a coat mm -hmm. that's the way i look at it did I just confuse you? No, not at all. But the assumption there's only one person is wrong. Mm -hmm. That whole topic brings us back to a question also that you and I have, have dabbled in some morning about somewhere somebody said on a game show or something, they were trying to cause havoc. Do you still have feelings for your ex? The only true answer to that should be yes. Whether they're negative feelings or positive feelings, the answer to that is probably going to be of course you do yeah so the game show we were talking about it was like literally a thing where they were doing a lie detector test you guys might have heard of it 
Um, it's a pretty old show. But they're doing a lie detector test, and if you get the answer correct, then you win money. Sounds easy, a lot harder than you would think. I don't remember if the question was, do you still have feelings for your ex, or was it, do you still love your ex? But it's something to that extent. And my boyfriend and I were watching it, and I instantly was like, well, of course she does, right? I don't have, like, an ex that would that would be applicable in that situation. But he, like, looked at me as almost like he was worried that I answered that way. <laughs> and he was like, no. And I was like, no, of course she does. If you were actually in love mm-hmm. with your ex, exactly. of course then you're it still going to have feelings for them it in some way, love. shape, or form. If, if, you, if you love someone, and again... You can have super intense feelings and it turn to hate in your mind, whatever it is. But you're still that it's still gonna be the same feeling. Right. You have a feeling. You have, you have a, a feeling. feeling for them. You either have acceptance that they didn't choose you and you wish them well, mm-hmm. or you have feelings of revenge and immaturity. <laughs> right. But I think even if you love someone, if you hate someone enough like that that you're in a relationship with, then you probably still love them if you care that much about what they think that's not love that's just loving yourself so much that they didn't choose you that you hate them for it that's what that is that's that's just ego but he got so concerned at my answer to that question but i was like if you if you actually love someone then like you're not you're never gonna stop loving he felt threatened i haven't loved any other bitch though so it doesn't (laughs) count (laughs) that's hilarious i'm sorry dd did he get a little jelly there? No, no, no. I don't no. think he got How jealous. How could he? There's nobody to be jealous of. But that's of. what I'm saying. That's why. Right. But he was still so concerned by my answer. And I was like, of course she does. If anything, he should have been proud because it means if you ever leave his ass, you have still feelings for him. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, nailed it. Stop. <laughs> but, I mean, come on. Like, in, in your situation, like, I'm sure you still love your ex. You still care about him. Absolutely. Even Absolutely. though it hurts to fuck. I don't fuck. Oh, wait. No, 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 no. No. No, no, no. That's not what I meant. No. The point is, the point is, does it hurt that he didn't choose me? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But you move on. You still don't stop caring about them. He was still a good person. He just wasn't. He didn't want to be with How me. How does that work, though? Okay. Now I'm starting to think. How does yeah. that work if you were in love with someone mm-hmm. and then they fuck you over? Like, they cheat on you and, like, all that kind of stuff. That's, you... But see, the truth of that will always be, and nobody wants to hear this, yeah. it wasn't you to begin with. It was them, them being, I understand. In, being just not Absolutely. ready. I, I 100% agree. However, in your mind, that's still going to hurt. Of course. So do you think you can ever, is, can you ever unlove someone? For doing something like that to you. Of course, that's a choice. Unlove. Unlove. Well, then wait, but that means that my answer to that question is wrong. If you... Well, okay. That's why I'm bringing this up. Like, that means (sighs) that we're wrong. No. The definition here is if you are in mature control of your feelings and understand you are responsible, you're the only person that's in your body, and you are responsible for making yourself feel any certain way. It's the dialogue you allow in your head that's going to cause these emotions. If you're going to constantly entertain that you hate them, they did this, they did that, they did this, instead of saying stop. It's unfortunate that happened. That was their path, their way. They didn't know. They didn't mean to hurt me. I don't think people really go out of their way to try and hurt you. Very few people wake up in the morning and go, how do I fuck people over? Very few people do that. Well, I would say, 
<laughs> I was going to say that if someone did it to you, then you're more likely to think that way. You know, it's like one of those things where it's like tit for tat, where it's like, you cheated on me, therefore I'm going to wake up and cheat on you. How does that hurt anybody but you, though? I agree, but I'm saying there are people who do that. Yeah, and I would hope that they would learn after it didn't hurt anybody but themselves. Yes. The other person doesn't care. Why? How does it? How in the hell would that hurt somebody else? Well, I've seen it hurt other people because, again, we don't have that type of personality, but there are people out there who, you know, want their cake and eat it too. And then when it when it turns well, on them, then they're like, okay. but I'm special. Then it's unfortunately a life lesson that they have to go through. And I'd love to see where their Chiron sits on their chart. Because obviously oh that is God. something that they haven't dealt with. Do it or don't. Love them or don't. We choose. Is everybody, is everybody seething now? Everyone's like, <laughs> I hate my ex. Rawr. I hate this podcast. I hate this podcast. I have soulmates. You don't know me. I have soulmates. You don't know me. My ex is an asshole. Okay. I want revenge. All right. Tell that, let us know how that works out for you. <laughs> you said that so condescendingly, you little rats. If your intentions are negative, I have no respect for you. Fair. Um, but I think that's it for today. And we'll see you next week for number 15. Yeah, guys. 